Hello and welcome again, everyone. This is the Without a Net Aliens one-shot. We are now in recording session number three because this has been a really fantastic run through Destroyer of Worlds, the new adventure pack for the Aliens tabletop game. I am Oz, your HR Geiger counter for this game, and I am joined again by my quartet of unruly marines. And so last time, they had found themselves in an ambush when they were driving along as the blizzard rolled in from the marshal's station. And in the midst of this ambush, they did find... Lance Corporal Wright, who is the designated marksman for the AWOL Marines, who decided to surrender herself to their care because of what was happening within Starfort, Nebraska. Now, she did give information as to a Project Life Force, uh, the stuff that was going on inside, and she happened to mention that she had something probably gestating inside her. And so the decision was made to go to the San Rocco Medical Facility. Throughout, Gunnery Sergeant Mason was towing the line by cutting loose the Lance Corporal's restraints just enough to where they were still there, but a quick feat of strength would break them. She also made very sure to order Private Hammer to ventilate the good Lance Corporal should anything untoward happen, to which Private Hammer was very happy to oblige. And so at the San Rocco Medical Facility, they stepped in long enough to give Lance Corporal Wright an x-ray scan, to which they found, yes, indeed, she had a gestating alien inside her, but it was dormant. So the Draconis 26 strain that they injected the AWOL Marines with worked for her. And that's when the medical facility erupted in screams and alarms as a third Marine Private First Class Carvalho was in another suite trying to get the auto dock to open him up to pull his own chestburster out. Private First Class Stanley Zimajewiski decided to give a pistol to Lance Corporal Wright and check out what was going on. And the moment he tossed the pistol over is when Private Hammer acted and murdered Lance Corporal Wright in cold blood. We ended last recording session with Stanley unleashing a flamethrower on the fresh new chest burster that had just popped out of the dead Private First Class's chest, saving the medtech and his intern, but also scarring them for what will likely be a very short life. And that is where we start at the San Rocco Medical Facility. Stanley is standing at the formerly armored window at Med Bay, Surgical Bay 4. The Surgical Bay itself, the auto dock, and the examination table is on fire. It smells of smoke and burning metal and plastic and also sizzling flesh. The doctor and the intern are both scrambling through the broken window to get away. There is much screaming and wailing and gnashing of teeth. In Med Bay 1, Private Hammer stands watch over a ventilated body. The auto dock is on its side, and there is blood and bullet holes all over the back wall. Outside, in the APC, Gunnery Sergeant Mason and Sergeant Kale Iona are both inside. One is arguing with the captain. The other one is staring out the window. I leave it to you to decide which is which. I, that, was, that was supposed to be a joke, and it didn't work. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm, I'm confused. I'm the one arguing. Yes, you are the one arguing. 
And so both of you, well, everybody in the APC, has heard reports of gunfire. Chaplin, the uh, the medic slash synthetic, is uh, looking out the out the doorway. He turns back in, says, "There's gunfire coming from inside the medical facility." And so the comm units for Hammer and Stanley will light up, and Captain Silva's voice floats over the comms. Report. For a moment, there is only heavy breathing from Stanley's mic as he is trying to catch his breath as the fire sprinklers kick on. That was a softball to lob at the Hammer. To Hammer, report. Uh, we had a prisoner try to escape. She's uh, she's dead now. Dead. Jesus. Christ. All right. You fucking murdered her. Just following orders. There was an event. We needed every hand on deck. She is still a Marine. Back up. Yeah, that's what she was going to be. No, get out of my fucking face. Not even in the same room as you asshole. I'm just following orders. Get, stay the yeah. fuck out of my way. All you can do. Marines, I think the captain wants uh, a little more. What's happening right now, currently? There's a splashing of boots on the screen as Stanley gets out of the room where the suppression system is uh, cleaning up his mess. He just shakes himself off. There was... <sighs> One of the other AWOL were here, and, uh, well, it was almost a birthday or something, and now, well, it's a, it's a fucking burned-up mess. I need to requisition another canister for my incinerator unit. So, there's no... Nothing's running around? You've contained the situation? Yes, no thanks to Hammer. Situations contained. Mason gets the biggest smile on her face. This is fantastic. Three down. All right. We just got to find that last guy. Silva looks pissed. We were supposed to bring them in alive. We had that with at least one of them. Now I don't have anyone. Jesus Fucking Christ, Marines. Do you not care about your fellow soldier? Yes, I do care about my fellow soldiers and everybody here in this godforsaken outpost right now. Because if any of those creatures gets out, believe me, all of us are dead. Now, I'm going to go inside and see what mess has to be cleaned up. Yeah. I leave the APC. So Silva's calm goes to static as she switches frequencies to radio this into base. Chaplin follows. Um, seeing him follow, she'll kind of stop and turn like, wait, but why are you going in? You heard him. Everything's contained. They're still Marines, Gunny. Who are still Marines? The people that have uh, aliens? growing inside of their chest that are about to burst out and kill all of us? Those you... Marines? Those those Marines were dead the minute that thing latched on. Dead. Gunning. They are no longer Marines. Then I need to look at the stuff that's still inside them and make sure it's not going to go anywhere. Now, it sounds like Zimmy took care of one. He mm-hmm. set it on fire. But I have to see the one that was in right. Hey. If you want to do an autopsy in a med lab, I'll escort you right on in there. Let's go. All right. You finally, um, Stanley seemed to have done something right. You all right, Connie? Yeah, I'm great. Didn't you hear? No creatures. Three down. We have to find that last one and get whatever's in his chest. All right. Trust this draconis thing. Who knows if it works? It's marine experimentation. You want to talk about somebody caring about Marines? How about this Marine Corps injecting them with God knows what? Putting them at risk, putting all of us at risk. You want to talk about respecting your fellow Marines? 
Well, look, I'm. I agree with you, but it does sound like this Draconis Twenty Six is maybe the only thing that can stop this stuff from growing, rather than just a bullet to the brain pan. You know. Well, let's look at it this way: three Marines, only one. It maybe you've worked on. You think a thirty-three percent chance is is good? It's better than zero. It's better than zero, but you know what's fantastic? What's 100% foolproof? Killing them before they burst out. 100% foolproof. So I suggest you get on board with that plan. Jesus Christ, Gunny. All right, just make sure Hammer doesn't ventilate me too when I'm checking this, this body out. Well, don't get in his face and he won't. I'm trust. I'm trusting you to make sure he calms the fuck down. That's all. Hammer was following orders, my orders, and I stand by my orders. And I think by then we've probably approached the the scene of fire and water and hammer and Stanley. Yes, the arm and the hammer. <laughs> so, Chaplin will split off to go to Medbay One where he starts inspecting the body, uh, specifically the chest-like area where uh, smart gun rounds have already punched through, and he's being very careful and very studious to see if there's anything left of what's inside or if it's just sizzling through Wright's corpse. Mason, you will find in Bay 4 what I have previously described, the... uh, body of Private First Class Carvalho is still on the auto dock. It is blackened and burnt. There is bubbling fat. There is burnt flesh. And there is a dead-ass little tiny alien chestburster hanging out of the cavity that was once his chest. Ramizuiski, do you want to bag that? Uh, pointing at the chest of the dead marine. Not really. That's, uh... Yeah, no, I'm... Chaplin needs to take a look, needs to, to, I don't know, gather research, whatever. Just bag it so he can look at it later. I mean, it wouldn't be better for him to bag it up. Let's, you know... It, he's, he's already at the other bay look, uh, looking at the one that was in Marine Wright's chest. Can you just bag it? It's dead. It's right there. Throw it in a bag. Stanley looks a little pale. He's had a uh, kind of a shitty couple of minutes, and uh, he looks around for, well, if this is a medical facility, he can probably find something that is uh, like a sterile container to put stuff in. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely stuff available. He's just grumbling the whole time about how this is not what this job was supposed to be. And uh, Mason will kind of watch him do that and then. I'm going to go check on Hammer. And uh, by the way, Private, you did an excellent job here. She's going <laughs> to smile and walk out. He pauses for a moment as if he did he hear that correctly. And then when he goes to turn to look back to, to question, she is already walking out of the room. And he's like, the fuck? And goes back to bagging this thing up with some kind of medical um, like those poles that they hang IVs on. He's got half of one and he's using it to try and like fish this thing out of there. So you'll be able to do it. And there, there is at one point like you, you hook it and you're lifting it out and Carvalho's body just slides to the ground. And then this thing just hits the ground next to it. And you can hear it's alien blood sizzling against the water. As the uh, as the sprinklers continue to go, so now you're cold, you're wet, and you've just got this acid bleeding critter on the floor. Yeah, if there was anything left in his stomach, he would throw up again. Perfect. So we'll say that you grab some some scrubs and a medical container, and you get it all all wrapped up. You shove it in there, and then you've got a a beautiful baby alien boy. So what is Hammer and Mason doing? So yeah, Mason's going to walk up to Hammer and say, 
I'm going to need your report on what happened in here. Just tell me everything private and it'll be fine. Well, that Zimajewski, he he threw her a gun. He tried to aid in a better. Threw her a gun, but Marine Wright was bound. No, Why would he throw her a gun? No, sir. Her hands were untied. She, she broke out of her restraints? She broke out and caught the gun. And caught the gun. Yes, sir. Wow. Who knows what would have happened if she uh, got a shot off. Could have been you or him dead. Good job, Private. Thank you, sir. I'll explain everything to Captain Silva. Don't worry about it. Um, Chaplain, are you almost done here? I, I got uh, Simmage Whiskey to bag up the other one so you can look at that later. Did you? Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, we're almost done here. Uh, give this give this back to Zimmy Whiskey, and he'll hold up the pistol that Zimmy threw right before Wright got ventilated. Hmm. Okay, and she'll take the gun and just put it somewhere on her person. And you will hear the door to the medical stores slide open and the sounds of arguing coming from that room. And as you can see on the map, medical stores is just north of your current position. Um, indicate to both Hammer and Simmage Whiskey to follow me to that, to that ruckus. So the medical stores uh, carries the type of meds that you'd normally see in any type of hospital anywhere on the settled world. Currently, Dr. Litvin and his intern are hitting the, uh, the barbiturates, they're, they're trying to take some downers to calm the fuck down after everything that's happened. But everything here that you could think of, antibiotics, there's some stims, there's some X-stims for those of the combat drug persuasion. Uh, basic painkillers, all that. And so the doctor and the intern are arguing with one another about what just happened in Bay 4. The doctor says, well, I wanted to get him into cryo. It doesn't matter now because it burst out of him. But if we'd got him into cryo, it would have stopped that from happening and we could have gotten specialized equipment in order to pull that thing out. And what were you going to do with it once you got it out? What then, doctor? You think you could contain that thing? No. Um, so, so he's peering at Mason's arm. Um. Lieutenant? No. Lieutenant. Oh, anyway, look. The point wasn't to contain the thing. The point was to save the patient. And I know that if we gotten it out of him, we could have saved the patient. Throw the fucking thing into space for all I care. I, I don't. I wanted to save Carvalho, and I couldn't. Because that thing burst out of him. Thank you, by the way, for setting it and my med bay on fire. But thank you. You would rather the uh, the alternative. Uh, yeah, after seeing what that thing did, um, you're right. Like, like I said, thank you. Um, we, Zimbajewski is stunned. This is twice in like 10 minutes. People have said nice things about him and to him. (laughs) uh, You're, you're, you're welcome. How did you know Carvalho? He was brought in last night. Um, we had uh, him. He came in with a with with a partner. Um, she gave her name as as Wolgic. Uh, they both said they needed medical attention. He'd been beat to shit, so uh, we did we did the usual things: blood work, uh, X rays, and such. And what we when we ran the X ray, we found what was inside him. Um, when the blood work came back on Wolgic, she was gone. So only Carvalho stayed. And once we found what was in him, he said that he wanted to get it out. And I agreed. So we were getting him set up to try and remove it. But the way that it was moving, I knew that the auto doc wasn't going to be able to handle it. So I wanted to get uh, I wanted to get him to, to cryostasis at the star fort. But nobody at the fort's answering. And there's there's a medical ship on the starport. I could have gotten him into the Moneyham. And use the cryostasis pods there. That would have at least saved him. But kind of a moot point now, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody else with him? And the name of the fourth person. I can't remember. I'm not in front of the... The name of the fourth person is Wolgic. Wolgic. We have not found Wolgic yet. All right. Correct. So, Wolgic. Any idea where they came from? Where Wolgic might have gone? I am not sure. From the sound of it... Uh, she said uh, they were talking something about insurgents, maybe going to the UPP. They they seem to know that there's somebody on on planet that is working with the union, that's working with the insurgents. Um, but I mean, honestly, the the blood work that came back this is this is kind of disturbing. And you can tell that the 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 mood stabilizers are starting to kick in. He's starting to calm down. What what about the blood work? Okay. Okay. All right. I will it's 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 better to show you. Come on. Um come to come to we'll, we'll use the the computer in bay 2. That one's still working. And I'll beckon you to follow him across the hall to bay 2. I'm going to radio to Chaplin and have him meet us there as well. Before I walk out of the room, I'm going to confiscate some of those X stimulants. <laughs> Go ahead and mark down two more doses of the X-Stims. I am concerned by two more doses. <laughs> I'm amused. <laughs> so the doctor uh, turns the computer on and does some tapping, and then he starts pointing at the screen. He says, okay, so when the blood work came back, Carvalho's came back, and it was very, very clear that... Um, there was something else there. Like you can see here, here's a regular human blood cell. There's the DNA strands, the white blood cells, the red blood cells, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Then there's this next to it. And this one is, it's a quad helix. It is unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's almost like it's engineered and it was coming from the thing that was inside him. But there's, there's two separate samples. You see that? Mason just looks, I see it, but. Okay. We're like quite get the. Impact. All right. So, so what this suggests is that there is a parasite inside Carvalho that is separate from human blood cells. Wolgic's blood came back like this. And so what he's showing is instead of seeing the two different blood samples together, they're very clearly intermingled. The blood, the blood sample is extremely active. It's changing at an alarming rate. It's filled with all sorts of like little bacteria and other microorganisms that are just tearing through and destroying the blood samples. It says what this is, is something has been injected into Wolgic and is changing her physiology. She doesn't. Ha she has something in her, yeah, but it's not getting ready to burst out. It's changing her into something else. So this is worse, right? Yeah, a lot worse. Okay, so I I did I did an X-ray. Let me show you the X-ray. And he brings the X-ray across, and you can see that that Wolgic is uh, is female, uh, uh, early to middle age. It says, okay, you see here where the tonsils should be, like right here on the throat. These aren't tonsils anymore. They're some kind of venom sacs. And so the the teeth here, you see that the, the canines are elongating, turning into fangs on both the top and the bottom. Um, her her jaw is starting. It's it it's going to extend here soon. She's going. She's changing into something else. Look, what this suggests: don't get bit, because biting people is going to create more of what she is becoming. Mason's just going to deadpan stare at Chaplin. Do you know about any of this? Chaplin immediately shakes his head. No, this is... I didn't know anything about this. Gunny, I've been attached to this, the squad. I, everything that's kind of been, been happening... And he's just going to kind of lean back and look at you and just kind of do the hand across the throat thing to say, stop talking about it. And nodding at the, at the, the two civilians. This is unlike anything I've ever seen, but we're going to have to, 
we need to do something. We will we'll need to tell the fort. Do you have what you need out of uh, right? Because we can go and try to find this last Marine here and see if we can contain that situation. Uh, yeah, no, I've got everything. We'll just go ahead and bag what's left of Wright and, and Carvalho. Uh, looking at the two privates. You heard him. Get him in a bag and let's get him in the APC. I, for one, don't hesitate. I'm looking forward to getting back in that a- APC. <laughs> Zimajewski is just like, uh, there's like nothing really left. Mason, I'll look at Chaplin, look at uh, Zimajewski. Well, Private, he's still a Marine and deserves to uh, have his final, pay our final respects. Gather the body. When you go AWOL, do you still get, like, you know, burial rights as a Marine? I don't know. We'll leave that up to the captain. But right now, you were ordered to put that body in a bag and get it on the APC so we can get out of here and find the last Marine. Walchick. He grimaces and it turns. And as he walks out, he says, that's right back to what I remember. <laughs> Fantastic. So as Hammer and Zimmy are bagging their kills, let's be honest, because that's what it is, the medical alarm in the medical facility starts going off again. And you hear more screaming to the very north of the building where the recovery ring is. Oh, my God. What now? So I'm going to head that way and I'm going to radio and say, Iona, get in here. Uh, looks to the captain in charge. Is that Silva? Silva, yeah. Captain Silva? You're like, do I have to? Is that what you're doing right now? You were given an order, Marine. (laughs) Uh, yes, sir. On my way. I'm curious to the half side of the conversation that Iona overheard. I don't think any of it, unless you were... On I comms. I didn't have an open comm. No, um, uh, that Captain Silva had when they called in. Oh, for... okay. I guess we'll never know. Womp, womp, womp. I can't remember what was said. Uh, Silva was just calling back to base to talk about how badly we had uh, screwed everything up. Oh, that talk. Okay. Well, you all can talk about it later. Right now, you're stepping into Recovery Bay 2, and you will see that both beds are currently full. So one of them looks to be a scraggly, thin, sweaty-looking guy. He's laying on the table. He's not responding. His medical uh, medical monitor says that he has flatlined. And the intern has rushed in here and is trying to resuscitate. And at the far end of the room, there is another man who is uh, trying to roll off of the table. It looks like he has uh, been shot in the leg and he's trying to press up against the back of the wall. And he's the one who's panicking. Uh, Move towards him. Kind of like shake him a bit, get his attention. So he's looking at me and go, what, what? what?" So the second that you step in the room, this guy pressed up against the the wall, his eyes widen and his, his pupils dilate when he sees you. And he's trying to maneuver the table to stay between you and him. And he is screaming, I didn't do anything. You don't need to be here. You're not taking me. I didn't do anything. Believe me, buddy, I got more things to worry about tonight than taking you in. What's going on? Uh, He's going to, uh, he's got an IV on one of the IV holders, and he's going to start scratching at the tubes. Well, the dude, like, he was right there, and then the the alarm started going off. And, I mean, honestly, there's been a lot of screaming in here already, so I um, kind of, you know, I'm kind kind of scared too, you know? You're afraid of the alarm and your friend dying? That's that's your big fear right now? <laughs> well, I don't know what was going on down on the other side of the facility. 
but there's a lot of screaming and stuff there too, and gunshots. I mean, I'm kind of afraid of gunshots. I got shot. See. Yeah. Well, let's keep it at one shot then. Okay. Sit down in that corner and shut up and don't move. Iona, keep an eye on him. Walk over to the intern and go. What was this guy brought in for? Um, uh, Renee, uh, he's shit. He's overdosed. Um, I need, I need to grab some stims from fuck. Um, I'll be right back. And so he's heading out towards the medical stores to grab some stims, which are now gone because somebody took them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which leaves two Marines with a uh, increasingly nervous looking gentleman with a gunshot wound in his leg. Well, I have Iona watching him and I'm watching the guy laying on the table. So uh, how'd you get shot? Um, usually what happens is a bullet comes out the bad end and hits somebody. And that's what happened to me. Wow. How descriptive I meant. What were you doing? Were you, you know, pushing a kid on a swing set or shooting at people? When you say shooting at people, you see he gets a lot more nervous. Look, dude, chill. I'm just trying to make small talk. Um, yeah, um, he's going to start scratching at that IV again. And he started to look towards the door. I don't want to shoot you. Just stay here and don't do anything stupid and you won't get shot. And then what? You're just going to arrest me and take me to that? I'm not going to arrest you. You just stay here. Don't be an idiot. And we'll leave. Or that's how I read the situation anyway. Huh. Okay. Mason can hear all of that conversation, right? Oh, absolutely. So not moving or anything. Mason will just pull a sidearm out, point it at the man and go, or I could shoot you right now and just file a report saying that you attacked him and I had to save him. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. So are you going to sit down, be quiet, don't do anything stupid? Okay. Just, you know, the... The Marines weren't as angry. No, most Marines aren't. But really don't have time tonight to deal with some junkie who's uh, involved in some kind of illegal activity. And I, I just, you know, maybe it's just worth the bullet to put you out of your misery. No, 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 no. You don't have, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that, okay? That's just, don't, I, I, Mason, I don't. please don't. I don't want to deal with the paperwork. Nah, I'll do the paperwork. Uh, give me observation plus wits, both of you. Do not worry about stress, even though you both are stressing the fuck out. Jesus Christ. Wits? Yes. I'm not stressed out. I don't have any stress. You don't. Well, I mean, y'all are just... One. I'm intimidating them. Zero successes. <laughs> All right, so... we're terrible. No, no. So after a second, you start hearing the intern start yelling, where the fuck are the stims? I know we just had them in here. I don't know what the hell is going on, but I got a dude ODing, and I need to get him flushed. Christ. All right, doctor, can you help me out here? Mason's going to go back to looking at the guy on the table. I assume the other guy knows to keep quiet now and just stay where he is. Yes, and even so, he's starting to try and shuffle and try to get his legs under him, but stay low. The guy that's on the table, he looks dead. You know, the, the flatline thing is still going. He's not moving. Um, what else would you like to know about this guy? Um, I mean, she thinks he OD'd. Is there anything that looks telling? Like, he looks like a, a junkie or something? I mean, 
Uh, I don't know. So the things that you would see is like around his nostrils, they look like there, there might be some like powder residue and it looks like there's some like blood there. Mm -hmm. And then if you were to look at his forearms, you would see a bunch of track marks. You don't see any evidence of other wounds or anything. I'll just wait until the intern comes uh, until the intern and doctor are here. And then once it looks good, then I'll, We'll leave because this is not our business. All right. But yeah, she she would have spent some time just looking over the body. I think you understand what she thinks might be because now mm-hmm. the paranoia is there. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But All right. So the uh, the tech and the doctor come back in. They start working on the uh, the other guy and. Or the the dead guy, I should say. And the other guy is just still pressed against the wall. And he's breathing really heavy and watching you both like a hawk watches a rabbit. Or a rabbit watching a hawk. Okay. I was going to say, I don't like it when he thinks he's the hawk. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so once the doctor and intern are, are back there working, I'm, Mason's just going to go. All right, Doc, I think you guys have it covered from here, right? You don't need us anymore. We can, you know, leave the facility. Uh, no, they don't think there's there's anything else. Um, Fernando, get back on the table. What are you doing off of the table, Fernando? Get back on there, and we can make sure that your leg is wrapped up. The guy doesn't move from the uh, wall until he's... you both leave. Oh. Mason's going to start backing out and she'll look at Fernando. Say, yeah, Fernando, get on the table so the doctor can take care of you. So as the doctor gets close, now that you said that, Fernando rips out his IV and grabs the doctor in a headlock, putting his body between you and him. And he starts yelling, you're not taking me. You're not shooting me. You're gonna walk out of here. I'm. Um, I'll do it. I'll. I'll fucking stab this doctor with, with this. And he grabs the scalpel out of the doctor's hand. Don't make me do it. Trying to sit here and tell me that you're not gonna shoot me and sit there with a gun in your hand and him with his other gun. Why would I shoot you? We were getting ready to leave. What? What do you think we're here to do? Here. You're. you're you're here to arrest me. I know it. For I know what? you've already. I know you've already heard about it. I know you've already heard about the checkpoint raid. Sitting here trying to fake me out. I know better. Look, dude. We just want to get off the planet. Or is this even a planet? This rock thing we're on. <laughs> just yeah, put the scalpel down, and we'll walk away. But if you're threatening the doctor, we can't walk away. All right. Give me. Guys are making this impossible, but what? it's fine. It's fine. What's wrong? Uh, what do, should we do? You know what? No, you keep, it's keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Just keep doing what you're doing. Give me a manipulation plus empathy, both of you. So just empathy then? Yep. One success. No successes. Okay. 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 All right. I'm going to put it down. He slowly puts the scalpel down. She's going to walk away now. As Iona does that, he or as he does that, Iona point, drops the barrel of his gun. And he goes, all right, Doc, we're leaving. Right, Mason? We're leaving. And um, Fernando, you're going to listen to the Doc? Yeah? Y- yeah. Okay. Goodbye. And Iona just starts walking away. All right. Mason, what do you do? Mason does not holster the weapon. She, she may not be pointing it, but it is not holstered. Um, she'll go to the door, look like she's going to leave, but then she'll look back and say, which checkpoint was it? So as you say that, because clearly Mason likes starting shit. <laughs> Fuck. 
I have to find out what checkpoint the captain's going to ask. Fernando goes for the scalpel again, and the doctor's starting to push him away. And Fernando is screaming about, you know, they're they're going to take me. They're going to take me. Um, are you broadcast? Are you? Do you have your your tacnet open at all? I, eh, I think at some point, yeah. Okay. At some point in this exchange with this man, not when I was threatening him and saying I would just shoot him, but like, I think maybe when the doctor was taken hostage, yes. So you'll hear Silva crackle over the comms. Take him into custody. <laughs> Fuck. Uh. Yeah, let's bum rush him then. All right, that's going to be. Body check him into a wall. Strength plus close combat, both of you. Well, whoever's doing the charge. Me. I'll do it. Go for it. Well, Iona will. Oh turn my around. god. Iona will turn you... around to uh, follow orders. This is impossible. Apparently. Impossible. What is that Iona doing? Well, he's turning around and watching what Mason does. And as he sees her fail horribly, uh, (sighs) he will also decide that he should probably help. Go for it. Uh, Mason. Yes, strength plus close combat. Mason, if you'd like to push the roll, you may do so. Yes. How do I do that? Um, you're going to add one stress and re-roll all of your failures. All right. So add a stress to my thingy McBobber and re-roll all six of my die again because I failed on all of them. Because you have to add the stress thing. I can't, right? One. So his two successes and my one success? Uh, You're supposed to also add one more stress because it gets added to this roll. Oh, I didn't know it got added to this roll. So how do you want me to do that? Just roll 1d6? Just roll 1d6. Okay. So three successes between the two of you. Um, Mason bum rushes first and just throws him against the wall, and he starts scrambling away. And that's when Iona backs him into the corner with uh, his pulse rifle basically blocking him into the corner. And he's starting to sink to to his butt and he's trying to get his hands up. He's like, okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't hurt me. Oh, we're going to slam him up against the wall and um, zip tie his hands behind his back. Very rough. Like Hammer. Like Hammer. Hammer, meanwhile, what are you doing while all this is going on? Zimichi Whiskey, you too. What's going on? How are you guys doing? Oh, is everything okay? I mean, it's not great. As I double check how much stress that I have. Oh Four. yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not great. But I am attempting to like lay out a body bag next to the the corpse and just kind of like roll him into it. Okay. I'm assisting and. Smirking at all of Zimajewski's nasty face turns and the noises and the disgust. Meanwhile, I'm just like scooping handfuls of body into the bag. Nice. So you can hear the sounds of a struggle across the hallway up at the recovery. And uh, you can also hear Silva on the TACnet say, Hurry up and get everybody back into the APC. We need to find Wuljic. Do you have a like a, a gurney or something we can load these guys on around here? Do you know? There is definitely gurney. All right. Uh, I'll look at Hammer, and then I'll look at anybody else nearby to help me lift the body up onto one of these gurneys. Uh, there is a a spare med tech who has come in to kind of see what's going on and will assist you in lifting the body onto the gurney. Get it on there, strap it in, and just be like, I I guess we'll roll this down to the APC. The second that you hit the entrance, it's freezing because, of course, you're all wet. But Silva, Silva and Dante are there to help you wrestle the body into the cargo hold. 
of the APC. And then Dante's got a hand, the back of her hand is, is against her mouth as she's wrestling with this body. He's like, Jesus Christ, this is terrible. I hand the dog tags to the captain. Silva takes the dog tags and looks at them. And looks at you, Simiji Whiskey, and she nods once. If you can get me rights as well, please. Thank you. Did she have hers with her? Or yes. Is that- okay. Um, I look over to Hammer to see if he has pulled them off of his corpse that he's wheeling out here. I did not. So I unzip the bag, reach in, grab them, and just yoink them off. All right. Done and done. My teeth are chattering too much for me to bitch about the complete lack of respect that Hammer is performing. At least the APC is nice and warm. Yeah, I start stripping off some layers that are just soaked through and putting them over a bulkhead that's warm to try and dry them out. That's a good call. I clean myself up a little bit and then pull out one of those X-Stim syringes and dose myself. Nice. Nice. I'll go ahead and remove one of your stress because you're hitting the stims. All right. Mason and Iona, you have a subdued captive. Why did you have to antagonize him? We were so close to getting off this rock. (laughs) You heard the captain. She wanted him brought in. We're bringing him in. After you antagonized him. Didn't antagonize my ass for information. You backtalked. You want me to not? I backtalked? Excuse me. Who are you talking to? Fine. Fine. Yes, sir. Doing the job, sir. And there's like a mock salute. Oh, no. I'm picking up on your mockery. Take him out to the APC and then hop in your driver's seat. Yes, sir. Guys right away, best. sir. Uh, Iona will then guide or pick up or whatever. Um, the guy that is arrested. Mm, Fernando, yes. Fernando. All right. So you march him out and drop him in a seat. Silva takes one look at him, looks back at you. Junkie complaining about something. Mason antagonized him and you told us to bring him in. Uh-huh. Yep. And she's looking at the wound on his leg. Something about shot at a checkpoint. Checkpoint? We had a checkpoint near the refinery get raided this morning. A couple of Marines got shot. Insurgents. That's probably the one. Silva's going to lean in close. You got one shot at this. As I'm sure the gunny has already told you, we'll just put a bullet in an insurgent, not even worry about the paperwork. You're an enemy combatant. We can do that shit. Unless you tell me what's going on. Since I don't have to roll this stuff, because Silva's the one that's actually got the manipulation and the empathy. You all are have all the emotional strength of talcum powder, apparently. Quick, Iona. Tell the captain she's doing something wrong. Well, of course she isn't. She's our commanding officer. Oh, now you understand chain of command. I don't know what you mean. Do it again. You'll get written up. Possibly complete emotion. look of bewilderment on Iona's face. I'm just going to go drive the APC now. Enjoy it while you still can. Silva looks up. Take us back to the fort. We're going to offload and resupply while I find out what this guy knows. Yes, sir. Right away. And Iona begins to drive. But then he looks over to uh, uh, Mr. Ski Boy. Uh, I gave you armor. Why did you strip down? He just picks up his gloves from off the the bulkhead next to them and just twists them and they start to drip water out of them. Um, the water's cold and it's splashing all over you, Yana. This is nothing like Waikiki. The uh, fire suppression system went off. So uh, he lifts his feet up and down and you can hear a little squish from his socks. 
All right. Well, the engine at the back, uh, it gets a little warm, so you can put your gloves on that to try and dry them off a bit. Thanks. And he'll get up from uh, probably the passenger seat, not the passenger seat, the co-pilot seat, and go back there and put his stuff on there to try and dry it out a little bit. All right. So let's see. Let's see. Ah, here we are. Go back to the colony map. And right now you're in District East. You're heading back to Fort Nebraska, which is downtown. And I'm going to say we're going to go ahead and get rid of everybody's stress because it's going to take that amount of time to get back. That's better. So you're waved back into the fort. And let's see, you're going to go to the North Bastion. So you drive down the the main sally port and you head to North Bastion where you know the cells are. And during this drive, Silva leans on the sky pretty hard. And you discover that Fernando is obviously an insurgent. But Fernando also knows that the insurgents have Wolchik. And he gives you a location of an estate in one of the well-to-do areas of the colony that is the insurgents' compound. So as you roll back in, the Major has some words for you. Major, Major Hatfield meets you as the APC Parks. He has everybody file out, and he looks at the gurneys that are wheeled towards the medical bay. Captain Silva, Gunnery Sergeant Mason, I'm told that you have the location of the insurgents' base. We're going to put together a raid. I want you all on it. You are going to raid the compound. You're going to get Wolchik back. I'm going to give you one hour in order to get whatever equipment that you need. I will release the use of one of our Cheyenne-class dropships in order to raid the compound if required. I expect you to bring Wolchik back. I also expect you to neutralize the insurgent threat. Are we talking just disperse, like, permanently, or, like, end the threat? Son, you are Colonial Marines. I expect you to neutralize the threat by any means necessary. Now, when I say get whatever you need, that is anything and everything up to, but not including, tactical thermonuclear weapons. Am I clear? He thinks for a moment. Being able to get a nuke would, would be good. It would be the only way to be sure with all of these aliens that are happening. It It would. Is that the kind of thing that we carry, um, like, with us on the regular? Like, the the, like the unit or the battalion or whatever that's been deployed here, would we have nukes with us? Yes. You know that the armory carries um, – it is also a an ammo dump and reloading facility for ships in orbit – so the larger marine cruisers and ships that, that fire nukes can be resupplied from from the ground. So the armory here has uh, small and medium yield tactical nuclear weapons. They've got flamethrowers. Uh, they've got tanks. They've got all sorts of cool shit. And you know that it is here. When you say small, how small are we talking? Are we talking about something that can be carried by a person? That would be something that would be carried by a dropship. And as I said, you are not allowed to have those nuclear weapons. Just because I'm not allowed to have them doesn't mean that A, I don't want them, and B, I'm not thinking about some way to get them. Okay, that's fine. But just, yes, to answer your question, there are nuclear weapons. There are smaller ones that basically would be a a missile that would replace a missile pod on a dropship. Most of the ones would be considered medium uh, medium yield, which would probably wipe out the majority of the colony. Cool. Just glad that I know that those exist now so that 
the inevitable need for them is is there. I think Mason would suggest to everybody to get an M41A with U1 grenade launcher and firebomb ammo and an incinerator unit and a CBRN detection kit. Sir, yes, sir. So um, you will also get, as you can see, I've moved you to the insurgent compound blueprint. You do have these plans because they are on file with the colony ombudsman. Um, extra sets of armor. How many of those can we reasonably requisition given the uh, results of our first foray? I will say that you have a squad of seven people. I will say you can have three extra suits besides the replacement suits that you are inevitably getting. Three extra lives, basically. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. What kind of non-lethal op- alternatives do we have? Or, haha, Colonial Marine to go Bert. Well, if we look at the spreadsheet that I made... It is cold, so we will go Burr. Very nice, thank you. God damn it. I forgot we had this very nice spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. He does all this work, and you just don't even think about it. It's because you don't expect it. But yes, I'm very proud of of the spreadsheet. I don't see anything that makes cold freezy time. So I went with fire stuff. Fire stuff is good. Fire stuff is best stuff. They'll die heroes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Man, now I don't remember where my sheet is. Let's see. Oh, I have the link. Yeah, where was that pinned? <laughs> yeah, I legitimately don't remember where we pinned it. I know we pinned it. I think it was in next time on. Maybe. Uh, there's nothing pinned in next time on. Uh, maybe it wasn't pinned. Okay. Now in show stuff. Now in show stuff. Perfect. So, in terms of stun weapons, there are electroshock grenades. There are also stun batons. Yeah, gonna get, uh, I guess, two or three stun batons throw in there, and uh, I guess a few grenades, just in case. Especially the grenades. If there's going to be a bunch of insurgents in here, I want something that can AoE irritate people. All right. I'm just going to go back to my original loadout of the M56 smart gun, and then a service pistol, combat knife, and then armor with whatever is there. Okay. Well, you'll be able to replace your M3 personnel armor. Um, You've got the necessary reloads, Zimmy. You have a reload for your incinerator unit. That's fine. Uh, I encourage you to go over the gear and stuff for what you think you'll need, and then you have the map of the compound. Let me know how you'd like to breach. A dropship is available, but if you'd rather use an APC or try and sneak in, just let me know. I want that uh, 12-gauge pump action as well. I want to grab one of them for close boom-booms. Okay. How many other people are going on this raid? Right. I assumed it would just be Charlie team. Sorry, I stepped away. Uh, So... Uh, you are going to have the seven of you are going on this raid and then you have an actual pilot and co-pilot of the dropship if you use that. If you don't, then it's just the crew and the APC. I assume the dropship has some kind of uh, like mini or Gatling, some kind of rotary cannon that they can provide air support with. If I am to look at the gear and vehicle sheet... Yes, it does indeed have a Gatling gun on it. Keep forgetting that there's a second page. Look, I'm a simple creature, all right. Now, I would rather have the the pilot and co-pilot come with us, so that just in case they need to, you know, hose the place down, they can hose the place down, and you know, totally 
shoot a small tactical nuke at it just in case. Uh, you're not getting a nuke on this dropship. Not with that attitude. No, you're you're getting um, unguided rocket launchers and Hellhound tactical missiles, as well as air-to-air missiles and the Gatling gun. It's loaded for bear, but you're on a capture, not kill mission. Well, I mean, there's insurgents. You kill them, but... <laughs> but Marines. But what? Marines. It depends. What if they've gone insurgent? You are going to bring Woolcheck in something alive, approximately yeah. alive. It has to be a very good reason to be dead and just saying, oh, well, she shot at us isn't quite enough. Because the insurgent Fernando says that she is a prisoner and not an insurgent. So she's in insurgent custody. Okay. All right. If she kills one of us, then by then we can. Yes. Unless there is a extenuating circumstance, you bring her in alive. You hear that hammer? Keep it in your pants. I've always really wanted to drive a tank, though. And I feel like that's an extenuating circumstance. Unfortunately, the tanks that are on on base right now are not available for the raid because they're currently being maintained. So they're offline for the time being. So no tanks are available. It's the APC or it's the dropship. We can't call on a mechanic to fix it real quick? You don't have time. I mean, a blizzard's about to come in. Can't we wait until after the blizzard? You cannot. <sighs> okay. That's something you should totally say, because you're absolutely right. This place is a prison on planet bullshit. <laughs> well, now she can't say it. Sure she can. <laughs> this place is a prison on planet bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it is. It absolutely is. But you know what? You still got to raid the compound. You still have to extract Wolchik from the grips of these insurgents. All right. Well, um, we have our gear. So my guess, my suggestion would be if we split up into two teams, um, one landing by the front door, one landing on the skylight from the dropship so that we can uh, have those on the bottom hitting the front door, making sure uh, Wiljik isn't in the studio or kitchenette. And then we can, uh, the other team can go in from the skylight above, uh, take out the transmitter in case they want to transmit a message. We can take that out before they can. And then uh, drop in, check the guest bedroom and master bedroom uh, from the second floor to make sure he's not in there. Of course, shooting insurgents as quickly as possible. Uh, and then the, um, what's it called? The dropship can then, after they drop us off, uh, they can shoot up the, it looks like they have three buggies or cars. Uh, they can shoot those so that um, any insurgents can't escape. And then do a perimeter check to make sure that anyone on the outside can be shot with the minigun. Does that sound like an okay plan? Sounds good. I'm always for splitting up the team. Indeed. All right, then that's how we'll do it. It's more of so the NPCs can have something to do and not just tag along. <laughs> uh, one one question, though. Um what do we, uh, how do things change if we encounter the, you know, the, the alien life forms? Well, everybody in Starfort, Nebraska knows aliens do not exist, but if you find something that does not fit the target profile of terrorist, nor insurgent, nor Sergeant Wolgic, then you are authorized to shoot to kill. Close enough to, close enough for government work. Alrighty. Alright, so 
who's going to be the roof team and who's going to be the ground team. Um, I'm thinking someone with some sort of comm tech knowledge should handle the taking out the transmitter and be part of the roof team. Is that you? I do not have that ability. Would that be Chaplin? I mean, we don't exactly have to be be gentle with it. No, you can shoot it. Should we send hammer then? Great at smashing shit, boss. <laughs> Chaplin and hammer this way if they can get into it. If not, all right. Who else is going roof team? Who's going yard team? Who else wants to go roof? I mean. Mason might think that putting Hammer and some Majewiski together would be a wonderful idea, but <laughs> but Majewiski is not going to volunteer for that team. The fact that we like, I can uh, I can go in the front. I'm going to go in the front. I want Hammer to go in the front. I think Iona should go up on the roof team. All right, I'll go on the roof team then. No, no, Iona on the roof. Yeah, well, somebody needs to watch his back. Why? There's just this complete, this like the the face that I'm making right now, basically, like because of the the alien monsters that are killing everybody. Well, if I'm on the roof, then what? It's going to be Chaplin and Dante with me, or maybe Silva. Okay, I'm going on ground. You guys figure it out. <laughs> Well, technically, Mason should be figuring it out. Hammer and Zimage Whiskey, myself and Dante ground. The other's roof. All right. That's That's what I think. If you guys don't like that idea, this is out of character. Let me know. Out of character? I think Mason, Ski Boy, Hammer, and Iona should be together, and the NPCs should be somewhere else so that it's easier to manage. So you want all the NPCs on the roof? If we're having and Chaplin on all the, roof. the players on the on the ground, if that's what you want, then that's fine with me. The reason I'm saying that is just so we can story right away issues. Hmm. Well, no, I expect Oz to act out all NPC parts on the roof. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to know the drama. What's happening? I want to hear conversation. I want him to talk to himself. That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you have your team set, if you mm-hmm. guys are going yard and the NPCs are going house, mm-hmm. fantastic. I'll go ahead and cut this recording. We'll take a mm-hmm. quick break, call it 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and then we will do the raid and hopefully wrap up this hunt. Okay. You mean not wrap up everything? I said what I said. It's not like the end, the end. Look, when I shoot Hammer in the back, it's fine, and then she can take over one of the roof team, and you can find out what's going on on the roof. Ha, okay. Wow. All right, let's get rid of Craig.